This episode of Half a Star is sponsored by your brain. Come on, be good to your brain. You should give it more credit. On this episode of Half a Star, Justin and I are joined by a mutual friend of ours who is an absolutely hilarious comedian as well as a Twitch presence. She has an awesome program on the internet. I recommend you check it out. It's called Battle of Wits. And she was just recently featured on Just for Laughs, the Off JFL, the Zoo Fest. She was on Zoo Fest, Ben. We couldn't be happier for her. Elspeth Wright joins us on the program. All that and more on this episode of Half a Star, where bad ideas make great stories. He's, He's Justin. Oh, shit. He's, He's Justin. Oh, God. <laughs> He's Benton. He's Justin. Take it away, Rob. I don't listen because it's a podcast. But if you feel that you must, here they are then, Ben and Justin. Together they are half of a star. Hey, Benton. Hi, Justin. Do you remember that time in the stinky period of the pandemic where we were like, I'm bored. I got nothing to do. But then we got asked to be on this awesome online comedy debate show where you and I quizzed each other. You remember that? Well, if I didn't, I certainly do now. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> I certainly don't remember who won, so let's... <laughs> I do. <laughs> if we're in the interest of selective amnesia, then we'll just put that on the list. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got the host of that awesome show. We are joined today by Elspeth Wright, awesome comedian, awesome host of entertainment, and mm. I bet she's got a half a star story tucked up her sleeve. Well, that would be great. Elspeth, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. It's so lovely to see you again. It's been a while. How are yeah. you? How are you doing? I'm I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm doing live shows again, which is great and also not great sometimes, but mm. normally great. So, yeah. <laughs> it's always it's always nice to have people on the show this time of our lives because we started this show in the pandemic when everyone had no excuse not to do the show mm -hmm. like they had nothing better going on so now that you're actually out doing shows again we're super pumped that you chose to spend this time with us oh i'm actually i'm a legit fan of this show Aww. the other night oh. i had uh, i had just seen my dad this might be weird i had just seen my dad and i was feeling like uh homesick for the east coast so I listened to this because your accents uh, are so comforting. Oh, that's great. That was a weird thing. To, that's my half a star I story is admitting that, that, that to both of you. That's weird. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The accents do it. Um, yeah. So what, uh, where, where have you been bringing your show uh, since we've been able to do stuff live again? So I do my show Battle of Wits at uh, the Diving Bell Social Club in Montreal. Beautiful, sweaty Montreal, Canada. <laughs> I love the name of the place too. Diving Bell's like, it's it's a very evocative name for a place. I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very cool and wonderful space. They uh, just really let people do their thing as long as it's, you know, not gonna harm anyone or sort of make anyone feel marginalized or anything like that. So it's it's a really... It's a wonderful supportive space and 
they're really to thank for a lot of my uh just the fact that I'm still doing comedy (laughs) they just I was like six months in to comedy when they uh asked me to produce a show because I just happened to do like a spot there one night uh at this like art show thing that my friend had put together and yeah and then they just were like really supportive and you know battle of wits has turned into this like big thing and it was online for a while and yeah that's awesome i love that space (laughs) and we understand just recently you've had the i was about to say the good fortune you put in the work uh but you were featured on zoo fest from just for laughs how did how'd that feel that was really cool it was yeah it was really kind of like a wild ride because when i got asked i was asked to do zoo fest as well as a uh just for laughs original recording right right and I was asked to do both of these things before I had made my return to the stage okay (laughs) so I hadn't done comedy in nine months and I was like okay what's that uh it it was like June 25th and then like (laughs) all right zoo fest is July 15th and then I'm recording a an album you say for just for laughs (laughs) on the 27th okay yeah like I was, I was so so thankful but it was I like don't really remember the month of July because I was just like huh. doing comedy and having a mental breakdown <laughs> just working that set and trying to get it in front of an audience as quick as yeah. possible and, yeah uh, so listeners please feel bad for Elspeth all the all the fortune she got yeah <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm, so, I'm so thankful <laughs> They booked me having not seen me in nine months. <laughs> Canada's most prestigious and foremost comedy it festival was... and label. My goodness. The trouble. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for them to send me an email. Just like, oh my gosh, we made a huge. <laughs> it, was it was the was other Elspeth. It was the yeah, other yeah. Elspeth. Yeah. There are a lot of us. <laughs> no, it's 100% well-deserved. And we congratulate you on your, you. your recent successes and future successes to come. That's terrific. Now I want to um I want to jump in and talk a little bit about code names because you are still involved with code names, right? You're still doing yeah, the code I names. I haven't been on uh, this Thursday. I'm I'm returning hopefully. I keep saying yes and then doing like running away to do live shows, but I keep getting emails from Tim in a panic being like can you pinch hit tonight and I still can't. So that's a relief for me yeah. as well that you're going to be back. Tim, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Tim doesn't listen to this. If, if he's asking me, that's when I know he's in trouble. He's like, <laughs> uh, uh, For those of you out there listening that may not be aware, Tim Riel, an absolutely fantastic Ottawa comedian, uh, hosts Codenames Live on Twitch every Thursday night. And uh, Codenames is actually how I met Elspeth mm-hmm. uh, as her and uh, her teammate Erica were oh, kicking yes. Justin and Mai's <laughs> ass in the holiday uh extravaganza episode of codenames live um yeah was- going on to win the whole thing in fact yeah we did yeah, yeah i had good. never played it before i really think uh oh Eric you had never you us- had never played it before <laughs> fuck me jesus christ i'm just sort of like doing weird humble brags right now i don't Actually, know what's happening. I, I heard i heard jfl was watching that and they said yeah. that's, the one. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how the i one. got it Oh, that makes, I take that game so seriously. I, my heart is absolutely broken right now. I do now, uh, but that's the thing. Like now that I'm on the main cast, I, yeah. you know, I haven't been there for like two months. Um, I, 
cannot win. I am so terrible at it now. Now, like there was a time like during like the thick of the lockdown, I was doing it every week right. and I didn't win for like a month and a half. <laughs> it was just like, just week after week, whenever like the other main cast people would find out they're on my team, they'd kind of like joking, but not jokingly be like, oh, I guess I'm going to lose this week. It's like, you are. <laughs> Like, especially with that attitude. I'm uh, very delicate. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, Erica and I did the summer bash together and we got our asses absolutely destroyed in that game. So it's bad all over. Um, yeah. Need a little you know. Justin. That's all you need. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly. the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Elspeth is blowing up right now, I guess is what we're saying. Uh, we've got the JFL recording, we've got the Zoo Fest, we've got the Codenames main cast, and apparently we've got our own fashion line now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I've been uh, selling some Battle of Wits shirts. Actually, fellow Codenames cast member Brendan McKeegan, who's an amazing Ottawa comedian as well. Uh, he made this little logo for me. That's like this little brain in a jar with hands or claws. And, uh, it's super cute. I really like it. And yeah, so I'm selling some t-shirts and baseball tees and yeah, hoping people buy them. And also if you are like, why would I buy a shirt for a show I haven't seen? And I don't live in Montreal. Well, you can watch 33 episodes of Battle of Wits on YouTube and see me progressively get better at producing a show, but worse at mental health as the <laughs> pandemic went on. That's the like the first episode is like the uh, the first episode. The edits are rough. There aren't any graphics, but like I still have hope in yeah, my right. eyes. And then you watch the shows from like March. I'm just like I think it would be I think it would be really interesting to watch the episode where those two lines meet. Yeah, like the like the convergence <laughs> point of those two lines would be really interesting. One it's, perfect episode. Perhaps that was yeah. our episode, Justin. Who knows? Maybe it probably yeah. was. I was gonna say with our trajectory with the podcast, Benton. I think uh, episode like the early episodes, the sound quality was awful, but uh, really super edited. We needed to edit everything like super tight. Like it's got to be like crisp under a half hour. But now we're just like shoot from the hip just got yeah, time yeah i remember when we started this justin was like if we go over half an hour we're not doing our job <laughs> and now like we had like a 75 minute episode a couple of weeks ago it was like <laughs> and i think it's at the point and this might be true for battle of wits as well if like i don't think people who want to come watch this if they see the time stamp i don't think it's going to be like oh no if they want to yeah. be there and they want to listen and they want to yeah. watch, they'll watch, you know, like they're here for the ride. Like no one shows up to listen to our podcast by accident. No one just <laughs> happens upon it. They're here for a reason. And I hope listeners you're here today for a reason to hear all about Elspeth's awesome career comedy journey and buy some of her motherfucking shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before we get before we move into the half a star story though, let's say that the listener is in Montreal. They've never been to Battle of the Wits before, but they're interested. Do you what say can Battle they... of the Wits? Hold on. People always get the name wrong. It's what just is like... Battle of Wits. Yeah. Yes, Battle, Battle of, of the Wits. Phrase. I thought that that was a phrase that everyone knew, but so many people. I did that just so we could have this conversation. Wow. Elizabeth hosts Battle yes. of the Wits. Yeah. Like, this is the alternate reality. 
Ellie Bad I'm leaving. Energy. You've offended yeah. me too too much, Benton. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I appreciate my that. agent. Um, well, I just went for it, didn't I, Ben? I just heard it. And I was like, <laughs> "You're I wrong." That. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything, but Justin's yeah. actually my agent, and uh, yeah. yeah, I uh, wow, I got fully slapped across the face by Justin's white glove there. So uh, that was wow. So take it uh, again. Yeah, so let's go again and definitely edit that last one out. <laughs> so let's assume that the listener is in montreal they haven't been to battle of wits before but they're interested in doing it what can they expect to see on stage they can expect to see uh some of the best comedians in montreal and maybe maybe not always comedians i've had uh drag queens on before and sort of like tiktok personalities um yeah so just three really great people that you want to see usually comedians um and me hosting and yeah it's just it's a five round show so it starts out with a round of just like impossible to answer trivia that in the I think I've probably done 40 shows if I include like the live ones and the online ones and I think only two people have correctly answered questions from the warm-up round wow um and I'm always like shocked <laughs> you literally just clutched your pearls though. yeah was... yeah <laughs> i forgot i was wearing them that worked out so well <laughs> um yeah so and then after that there's the round where i uh show and mispronounce words and then the contestants tell me what they mean and that's really fun and then two truths one lie which is like an old mm-hmm. drama school yes. game so you know each can each player tells a uh, three stories two are true one's a lie and then we like grill them and that round especially at the live shows gets really really intense i love it like (laughs) the there's like so much like not like like funny arguing and with the audience there especially like audience members are just sitting in the back you know it's round number three they're a little bit drunk by Mm. this point just say like no that's i don't believe that you would (laughs) never like the audience gets really into that round and it's so much fun Uh, even online that round Mm. is fantastic especially when it's people like you two who are so close and you really have to like think of a really good lie it was it was easily the most nervous I think I've ever been (laughs) for like any sort of comedy gig I've ever done for sure oh it was great I was like yeah uh like really weighing like every detail of Ben's stories like weighing them against like other things I thought I maybe knew. I think what was one of your lies, Ben? That you oh were god, I don't know. Yeah, I, I it was yeah, I was a rapper in junior high school. <laughs> yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. Which was true because I was obviously. Oh. Look at me. Mm-hmm. I remember Justin's had to do with like prices right at the Cavendish Mall or something. Yeah, I I lied. Jealous. I I kind of love lying. Let me finish. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do a lot of uh, events with Hub of the Hammer, and sometimes I get hired to um, to do trivia. To, to lie. To lie. Uh, but uh, sometimes I have to uh, fill in some extra questions. Like if there was a round that uh, uh, maybe a crowd's already heard before, I'll just do a true and false round. And I'm not afraid to make an entire round false. Like just like the answer is always false because all you have to do is make up stuff that could sound true 
it's that's a genius move it's so fun like was jim morrison buried in the great wall of china a lot of people think he was (laughs) (laughs) and that's your fault that they think like yeah so it's pretty fun uh, so listeners don't lie except when it's really fun it's uh, also it's so fun to see people lie because like I feel like I'm not a good liar so if I was on the show my strategy would be like oh like just changing one thing like mm. something that happened to a friend saying it happened to me or like you know like a story right. I can tell but I don't have to like lie yeah. but there are some people who just come up with these things and it's just like I don't feel safe being friends with you now. Like that was too convincing. Like, yeah. are, are you a sociopath? Who knows? Yeah, it yeah. uh, makes me feel on edge. But um, yeah, I think after doing so many episodes, now I'm all. I always get like a little inwardly annoyed if I don't correctly guess. Mm, right. Like because like because I'm just sort of like no, but I'm the pro here. Like you know, yeah, I'm like right. I am a lie detector. I should for the CIA. What is wrong? <laughs> What do you think your what do you think your conversion rate is like what how how what's your batting average right now would you say in terms of guessing correctly I feel like I probably get like 80% I might be giving myself okay. too much credit but at first I couldn't because everyone has their tells and it's always like like if somebody broke a bone that's mm. always the lie because it was a different bone right like okay. 100% um or like if there's something where it's just, I feel like if a lie is too unbelievable or if a story is too unbelievable, it's definitely true because they're trying to bury right. the lead. Right. Um, and there have been a lot of ones with like dead bodies and those ones are also always true. <laughs> it's like, and it's just, it's so weird. It's like you're bringing a dead body story to a comedy show, but then it is always kind of funny. But um, yeah. But yeah, those ones are always just sort of, True. There are a couple things that if you hear it, it's like, okay, this was true. Mm. So right. now, now, or if somebody remember, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, now that you've given away all yeah. of the tells, <laughs> I want to know two truths and a lie from you that Ben Ooh. and I get to guess. Okay, okay. Ooh, okay. I know we don't um, have a deep, deep history uh, the, uh, with you, Elspeth. So this is a good chance for Ben and I to kind of sharpen our lie detector. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wish I hadn't said the uh the bones thing. <laughs> okay. Um hmm. okay. Uh my oldest nephew used to be able to see ghosts when he was younger. <laughs> All right. ah, I hate it. <laughs> I'm writing these down. Okay. Nephew ghosts. Nephew ghosts. I was mistaken for a small dog at a border crossing <laughs> as a child. And I once used my dad as a human shield to protect myself from a swarm of monkeys. Okay. Uh, monkeys. All right. Um, what border crossing was it? Uh, it was Windsor into Detroit. Windsor into Detroit. Okay. How old were you? I was like three. I was little. Okay. Okay. Can your nephew still see ghosts? I mean, he talks about it less. 
<laughs> Why am I laughing? Was it like a joyful thing for him or was it like an I see dead people sixth sense kind of thing? So this is the thing. Um, my sister-in-law's grandpa, who has since passed, uh, he used to see Sam, my nephew, just sort of like kind of doing little kid stuff, like sort of talking to himself and like touching the air and like mimicking things that weren't there. And he was like, that boy can see angels. And then one time, um, my family, we had all rented uh, cabins and I was sharing a room with Sam and I was having some trouble getting to sleep because it was really, really dark in the middle of the woods. And I had uh, ingested some cannabis. So it was a little like, <laughs> and so I was, I was trying to get to sleep. And then all of a sudden across the room, Sam just sits up and shouts, no, don't go, don't die. And then just <laughs> fell right back asleep. And then I never slept again. But I was also just like, I think he can't see ghosts. Uh, it was horrifying. I'm willing to put that one into the truth column, Justin. <laughs> I don't want it to be true. <laughs> uh, I think I think I have my guess, Ben. I, I, I mean, I, we haven't asked any questions about the human shield for the monkeys thing. Oh, sure. Uh, uh, where did this I, happen? Yeah, where, where was this? <laughs> uh, I was in Thailand <laughs> with uh, my dad. And we went to this place called Monkey Island and there were obviously a bunch of monkeys in a really cool temple there. And we were walking around and the monkeys were getting like kind of aggressive. Mm. So we're like, okay, let's leave. Let's go hang out by the beach. So we go to leave and then someone just like threw like a big bunch of bananas in front of us and just like hundreds. It was horrifying. Just like hundreds of monkeys came and started like coming towards us and instead of like running through or like you know getting through it with my dad he's like almost a foot taller than me so I just like stood behind him and grabbed onto the back of his shirt like a coward I like tried I sacrificed my dad to monkeys he's fine but afterwards I was very filled with judgment for how I was just so quickly it was just like oh bye James like <laughs> not cool very convenient that a monkey incident would happen on Monkey Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 100% sure on the name of the place, but it was something like that. It was referred to by the locals as Monkey yeah, Island. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, what are you thinking, Justin? Uh, I think my feelings stay the, stay the same. I don't think, uh, my reasoning, I don't think she would make up uh, Monkey Island. That was the last one. I think my logic is, searching for another truth a thing to put yeah. in as a truth yeah i feel like uh the first one i think again is an absurd truth uh i i don't want it to be true but it probably is the middle one i feel like i'll sneak the lie in the middle yeah maybe something like it happened before <clears throat> but i don't think it happened to her that's yeah. my that's my thought that's i'm with you on that one too okay yep we're gonna okay so we're gonna go with b the yeah. dog that one is yeah, true well, okay <laughs> and that's why i'm a comedian now <laughs> damn it damn the amount it. of times my family has constantly brought that up to me it's because uh, i had i was small so i was just in like a little car seat um 
and I had like two little ponytails sticking up. And so we're crossing the border late at night and it's my parents, my brother and two of my cousins. And, you know, my parents hand over all of our passports or whatever. And then the border guard goes, and do you have papers for the dog? And my parents were like, dog, we don't have a dog. And they're like, are you trying to like illegally bring a dog into this country? And my parents were like, we don't have a dog. What are you talking about? And then I kind of like turned my head and they saw a human face. What I, what I appreciate <laughs> about this story is that the border guards thought that your parents were the kind of people that would put a dog in a car seat. That's what I, that's what I appreciate mm. about that story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If we put the dog in a diaper, no one will ask any questions. Exactly. <laughs> None of the kids were wearing seatbelts, but the dog was in a car seat. <laughs> it's all, all children. All right. I'm thinking now that it's nephew seeing ghosts. That's not true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, that is. Thank God. That is a lie. It's be, the the please don't die thing did happen. Um and. But the, the, that kid can see angels that actually happened to uh, my nephew's cousin. So like my sister-in-law's nephew. Uh, and right. it's just a story that I've heard. I combined the two because the, the please don't die thing was, I love my nephew Sam so much. He's such a sweet boy that I have never been more afraid of anyone or anything than in that moment. <laughs> how dare you, how dare you lie to me with the truth? God. <laughs> Got, you got us. That's how you have to do it, though. You have to combine stories, you know. Exactly. Well, Speaking of stories, Justin. Yes. Oh, I yes. think it's time to get down to business here. Pay the piper. I think, yes. <laughs> yeah. Elspeth, we have had you on this show. We have talked about your absolutely blossoming comedy career. And now it is time for you. Talk about Monkey Island. We have talked we have talked at length about Monkey Island and about your extended family's dalliances with the paranormal. <laughs> now is the time for you to pay the half a star tax, as it were, and to tell us your half a star story, a story okay. that uh, comes out of an idea that was so bad that a critic would only give it a half star rating. Something that Justin and I know absolutely nothing about. My half a star story is, it's about when I lived in uh, South Korea. I was there teaching English as a, a young, young gal in my early 20s. And I lived in this city called Daegu, South Korea. That's sort of like right in the middle. And it never snowed there. It was quite like just sort of nice weather. One night, it was Boxing Day. I had just broken up with my boyfriend. It was my first, I just spent my first ever Christmas without my family. So I was hanging out with two of my friends. We were drinking all of the leftover Christmas juice <laughs> and it started snowing. So my friends and I, both of whom were from Ireland, decided to run outside and play in the snow. And within seconds of getting outside, both of my friends just like face planted on top of each other. And I took this as a cue to get up on my Canadian high moose and just be like, hey guys. So like the snow is really fun to play in, but like you have to be careful 
and da 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 da. Like I just like was really condescending about snow safety. Just like you know, like everyone in my family has broken a bone because you don't res- you have to respect the snow. Like just like being a total dumbass, really. Like just like so yeah, yeah. condescending and also like quite drunk. And so my friends and I decide we're going to go downtown for one, which turns into like a bunch. At the end of the night, we're walking through like the main square in town to McDonald's. And I have like a plastic, like plastic cup of beer in my hand. And that's when I slip. And as I'm slipping, like seeing like it's slow motion, I see my feet go up into the night sky. And I think I'm going to impress my friends and not spill this beer. That would be hilarious. So I twist to land in like a stable way to not spill the beer. And just all of my weight went onto my elbow. So I I didn't spill the beer cup, but I threw it, just started like screaming and crying, shouting. And my friend's like, oh, you're being dramatic. Ever since this breakup, you've been so dramatic. Let's go to McDonald's. So I'm like, okay. So we go to McDonald's, we eat some hash browns. <laughs> I tell myself I'm being dramatic, go home. The next morning I wake up and I'm just like, I have a goose egg on my head. Both of my elbows are super sore. And I'm like, I need to go to the hospital. Like, this is not good. But I decide that I want to change before I go to the hospital. So I start to take off my t-shirt and It's a t-shirt that I got when I went to a Flaming Lips concert with the recent ex-boyfriend, like a month (laughs) or two ago. And the t-shirt said, no one is ever really powerless. And it said powerless at the bottom of the shirt. This is important because when I went to take the shirt off and it got stuck on my face because I couldn't strain my arms, I just had the word powerless right in front of my eyes. So I was like stuck in a t-shirt crying and trying not to vomit from pain and hangover with just the words powerless in front of my face really I swear to god it had to be at least 15 minutes and I'm like at that point it was so painful to get it off but I was like I cannot wear this shirt like I got rid of that shirt like right after that because I was so mad at it so I finally get the shirt off I go to get the metro to the hospital and I don't have any money on my subway card, so I have to go back up down the block to an ATM to get money out, to put it out. Like, it was this whole thing. I finally get there, waiting for ages. Turns out my elbow is very fractured, and I needed emergency surgery um, just, you know, to have a functioning arm. And um, yeah, and then I had to spend like a week in the hospital and my boss almost fired me for taking a vacation, which, (laughs) and he also brought me a bunch of little jars of tomato juice and marking to do so that I wouldn't get behind, but I was on a morphine pump. So I had to mark like these journals that like these, you know, 13 to 17 year old kids had written while just like out of my mind on morphine and I remember passing them back to the kids and I was just like hey kids like you know I was in the hospital and I was marking these so I I might have some crazy ideas in there because I was really sleepy 
and uh, I just remember one of my kids opening her books and just going, teacher, like, <laughs> I was just like shocked. I was like, I don't know. I, I just like drawn a, a unicorn in her book. <laughs> completely nuts. So that's my half a star story. That's, uh, I mean, obviously, Justin, this story is very near and dear to my heart uh, <laughs> because I too broke an elbow. Ooh. Actually, I broke both of them. Oh. Um, and I also did not go to the hospital immediately. So, yeah. I, it's a I, bad one to break because yeah. it just like radiates your whole body. Like, yeah. And I, have... I didn't break it bad enough to need surgery. But I think that made my recovery longer. Mm. So it was sort of a, you know, it was okay at the beginning and worse at the end kind of idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I do remember you texting me, Ben, uh, at the hospital, like when it was like determined that you were going to get it checked out. It's like in the eMERGE. Uh, I didn't say you're being dramatic, but uh, I did just reply, LOL. Well, no, it was... (laughs) It was funny though because I was in the I was in the emergency room the night that it happened with my mom and my mom was like I think we should probably just leave because there's no way you broke your elbows I think like you're prop she didn't she didn't say I was being dramatic but she basically did. Wow, <laughs> we both need better friends. I, I tell you, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that's uh, I, I love a I love a story of desperate times in a foreign land. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's a recurring theme on Half a Star. I really, I, I dig it. It's, you know, it really sets the scene for uh, a good story because there's so much to deal with, you know, when you're in yeah. a place where you don't fully understand what's going on. And yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was a, a neat time. And I love, <laughs> my favorite part was the t-shirt, personally. Just the yeah, word, no, powerless. Powerless, it's great. Have, have you ever done that story uh uh, like on stage, have you ever worked it into into a performance in any way? I did I? Yeah, I did it actually um, when I first moved to Hong Kong. So international. Um, this was like eight years ago, I guess. It was like right after the story, or like you know, it was about a year or two after the story had happened. I did a storytelling show, and I did that story in a sort of longer version. And that's actually what made me wanted to do stand-up comedy was I did that. And then like, you know, years and years later, when I finally moved to Montreal, I started doing it. But after doing that, I was like, I think I might try the stand-up thing someday. So that's, that's awesome to hear because we, we love half a star stories, but we also love the like five star fallouts yeah. from the stories. So just having talked about everything that you've got going on professionally right now, and then to kind of thread that through into the reason you wanted to start doing stand-up, like, that's really cool. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that when I chose that story. I just love that story because I'm such a dumbass in it. <laughs> but yeah, I know. about the snow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was so condescending, like... Respect and it was like, snow. it was it was that moment that the gods were like, we're... Yeah. Gonna, yeah that's yeah. gonna come back yeah. I, d- I honestly I had it coming not to victim blame myself but I <laughs> I deserved that <laughs> uh hey Benton yeah uh I've got an idea uh stay with me uh for this episode we still have a little bit of time uh I want to do a test for our listeners just to see who's actually listening and engaging with like okay. episodes uh, I had a half a star thing happen to me a couple days ago. 
uh elspeth do you want to be like in the room you you're like a big like supporter of this so would you like to bear yeah. witness to this bonus half star segment just that we're putting yes. at the end listeners if you hear the story give a shout on on social meets because this is for people who've made it to the end of the episodes just yeah. to see these are og day one ride or die mm-hmm. yeah because we see the numbers they're all right uh but we want to know who's with us to the end mm-hmm. um okay this I probably should never do on stage. I've never told the story to anyone. Oh, I'm so excited. Not even Diana, my fiance. So, hun, if you're listening, hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, I just turned 30 uh, a few days ago. And uh, I did something in my 30s that I haven't done since I was a child. And I shat my pants. I knew that was going to be it. <laughs> I was just talking the other day about how, I think it was on Battle of Wits, how nobody makes it to the, to 30 without shooting themselves as a grown-up. <laughs> You're really true. 30 now, Justin. Congratulations, bud. That's true. I made it. And uh, I'm just looking over my shoulder like, Diana, are you home? Okay, good. Uh, we, need she- to, we need to insert a standing ovation sound effect. Uh <laughs> in post there justin because i want her uh, to hear the story like only for the first time through the podcast i want to see yeah. if she's listening but anyway yeah the story um i'm uh I, I work with a uh an events company in in hamilton and part of the job is uh sometimes i just go help out at uh there's an outdoor festival uh that happens on uh, the street called lock street and they have like a big like closed off thing like there's like chairs uh signs pointing where people can park and uh, some Saturdays I go down and I help out, get some of my hours there. And uh, one Saturday night I was going down and uh, Diana was giving me a drive. And uh, she went, uh, we had to stop somewhere. She had to go in and get something. And I was like, oh, finally, she's gone. I can fart. And uh, oh, no. I just, I, I fucking just shat my pants. And I'm sitting there <laughs> and I'm like, that didn't. Hmm. <laughs> Well, and then, and then you gotta, then you gotta like find a place to like check. And I'm just like, how do I, how do I do this? Uh, And then um, she gets in the car and I'm like, I could just tell her now. And like, we're not far from home. I could go take care of it. I could just say something like, oh, I forgot something. No, these are ideas I had. Forgot to not shit yourself. Probably (laughs) fine. And so we go and she's like, I can help with the festival like the teardown and i'm like oh god great so we're driving and i'm like all right i'm like mind palacing it all right we'll go to the office and uh i'm gonna go to the bathroom in the office and just check the damage i know there's got to be something and so as we park near the office uh i get up out of this car i look down at the seat and there's like a little a little wet spot on the leather and i'm just like oh boy <laughs> it's double fabric penetration i'm like oh, this, is, this is bad uh so then i'm like we'll go to the office we go in and my boss matthew who's been on the show uh he's just like hey thanks for coming down i was like yeah no work can i use your bathroom he's like yeah sure and i'm making my way and he goes oh we're out of toilet paper <laughs> no and i just go that's fine. 
And he goes, yeah, I was, I was just going to go onesies anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's fine. He goes, is it? And I'm like, yeah, it's just number one. He goes, oh, okay. And uh, I go, I check. And uh, there's, it's like liquid. It's like in there. And I'm like, oh, no. But it's like through the pant. But it's not like a big splat. It's just like enough, like in the ass line of like a little darkness, like a little half moon crescent. And luckily it's nighttime. So I'm like, okay, I need to make a plan. Uh, maybe I'll just walk, maybe life will just live it off. Uh, and uh, I get put on a, a, a duty, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> My job is to go around the block and take down the signs that like point where the, the free parking is. And usually we send people off in pairs just to do it. Uh, just like, so that you're not just by yourself. Uh, and I usually insist, like if Diana's helping, I'm like, stick with me. It's dark, you know, like, you don't want anything like fucking, fucking weird. You never know who's out. This time I was like, we're splitting up. Uh, <laughs> take this street. I'm going to go this route. And she's like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay, cool. And so I'm like tight ass walking, like I got to figure out a plan. And as I'm going down my route, I find a gas station uh, and I'm oh, like, thank oh, thank God. Thank God there's a gas station. And I go in, but in the meantime, I've picked up like three signs and these are like election signs. <laughs> and I walk in, I'm like clutching them and I'm like, hey man, I need your bathroom. And he was like already mopping up like the bathroom, like getting ready to close. And he looks at me like, and I'm like, I said these words. I promise I won't wreck the place. <laughs> uh, and so he's like, okay, I go and I release the hounds. It was bad. Uh, and I'm like looking, I'm like, all right, cleaned up. I'm obviously not going to wear the underpants. They're, they're done. They're done. Uh, pants, they'll be okay. I just got to make sure it's like concealed and shit. Like, so no one sees poo bud. <laughs> so I put the pants back on. I'm going to, I got the, the wad of underwear, the soiled underwear. And I'm like, I'll put them in the garbage. But then I remember the dude just took out the garbage. I can't do that to him. Like he's letting me in here. I can't just let it stew overnight. But also no. if he was to come back and check, he'd be like that fucker shat in my garbage. <laughs> And he knows what I was doing because I brought in signage and like, he knows I'm working. I'm like, okay, what do I, so I fold it tightly and put it in my pocket. Oh no. Oh no. And I have to like put the sign over the pocket so he doesn't see like an added bulge. and doesn't think I was shoplifting. So I like <laughs> open the door. I see the exit. I'm like, see you. Thanks. Bye. And like four steps I'm out and I'm walking and do, I'm like, where the hell do I, put this like if he sees me like put it in the garbage he'll think i was doing something so i'm walking and it's a few yards i've made it still like in my pocket and then we cross a bridge and i'm walking and i'm like now i threw it over a bridge <laughs> into the darkness of hamilton so somewhere there's like a wolf with my underwear oh, in his mouth. Wow. With, with your scent and he's coming. The poop he's coming wolf. for me. Yeah, the poop wolf is coming for you. Poop, poop wolf. And then, uh, yeah. And I meet up with everybody. No one says, I was done. What kills me is that extra like five to seven minutes 
I was still done before Diana. I feel like the <laughs> adrenaline, like yeah. you would, I would have so much adrenaline in that situation. <laughs> I'm going. And that then, was, uh, uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. We went up wow, for drinks. After that is too. nightmarish. I will. Well, say, listen. Yeah. It's not like it's going to get any worse at that point. Yeah. Like the stink wasn't, it was like pretty well gone. It was like far into the ass. Like I could blame it on farting probably. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I will say, if you poop your pants, don't wait to take it off because you'll get like poo butt and it's bad. I felt like a baby. Like I was like, ah, this hurts. (laughs) No wonder they cry. Like, I uh, at at this point, I want to jump in and give a shout out to bidets because bidets would save a lot of trouble in that situation. Mm -hmm. That that petro can did not have a bidet. Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, that was an extra treat for the listeners. Just that was a thing that happened to me, and we had a couple of minutes left. And well, thought, yeah. Well, and it's it's funny you say that, Justin, because I see there's a lot less tension in your shoulders now that you've admitted <laughs> that to somebody. Yeah, like finally, I've, these are the first time I've said these words. Yeah, and loud. and we we wow. here at Half a Star pride ourselves at being a safe space for people yeah. to talk about shitting themselves. Thank you because for it's your, happened a lot. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for your vulnerability in that shitty moment yeah. in your life. But the words um, "shit my pants" like came into my head the moment it yeah. happened. I was like. Yeah, oh, that's what that feels like. <laughs> well, Justin, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, uh, Elspeth, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's been good. Uh, yeah, no, thanks yeah. for letting me share that, gang. I thought uh, it'd be a funny little thing. Listeners, <laughs> Elspeth Wright, she's been a great storyteller, but also a great story listener and supporter of the podcast. And I thought uh, we'd throw her bone with that uh, that extra little. <laughs> thank you. What an act of charity. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Some might say I'm a hero. <laughs> Some. Not that Some. gas station. No. <laughs> um, but yes, on that note, Elspeth, uh, thank you so much for taking part in this. We really appreciate it. It's always nice to meet a fan. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Check out Battle of Wits if you're in Montreal or if you're on YouTube. And uh, code names every Thursday night. Uh, we have an ungood authority that Elspeth may show up there from time to time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your week. Listeners, that's been Elspeth Wright. You can check out her stuff on the internet. Hit her up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And by hit her up, I just mean follow and like her stuff. Don't actually uh, hit her in any way. We're pretty lucky to have her on the show. Yeah, and make sure to check out Codenames Live every Thursday night on Twitch. She is a great presence on that show, hosted by another friend of ours, Tim Riel, who's a lovely guy. And if we're in the business of just checking stuff out, folks, go on YouTube, go check out Elspeth Wright's Battle of Wits, and you can find the episode with Benton and I. It's pretty darn funny, if I do say so myself. Yeah, it was a great time. It was a lovely time over Zoom height of the pandemic a little bit of levity at the time when we could have really used it so yeah she's selling her merch we're gonna help push it it'll be out on the i was about to say the airwaves it'll be mailed to you i assume i don't know i don't know her method of through the through the airwaves uh she's gonna put it put it through the computer and send it to you she'll email you a t-shirt 
Anyway, gang, that just about does it for another episode of Half a Star. On behalf of Elspeth and Justin and Rob McDonald, for that matter, I've been Benson Hartley. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week. And in the meantime, get vaccinated, wear a mask, go to the park, be lovely to each other, and remember that trans lives matter, black lives matter, every child matters. Be a good person. Until next time.